Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen from God TV Radio. I hope you're all having a blessed day out there. We're going to talk about a bunch of different topics today, and uh, this audio will be put on my radio. Speaking of my radio station, you all can check out a fully released album that I have done. Uh, my brother's involved in it. It's an older album that we never released. Uh, we listened to it for ourselves and with our friends and all that. It's got some uh, editing issues. There's some uh, dirty edits and recording there, but that's kind of raw. I think some of you out there will like it if you dig a bit of fusion. So if you want to hear the whole album, it will be on Spotify as well as all the other uh, radio broadcast networks that we're connected through. So I've noticed that there's a, a very small group of atheists out there who are interested in normalizing atheism. Whenever I was an atheist, that was my agenda. I wanted to normalize atheism, and I thought the way to do it was by showing Christians that the Bible is wrong about non-believers. See, if you open up the Muslim holy text, the Quran, or the holy text by uh, the Jews and the Christians, Hebrews and such, it says that non-believers are liars, that they're tricksters, that they're fools, that they're cruel, they're mean, and they cannot sleep unless they've done something wicked or horrible to people. So whenever I was a non-believer, I figured, well, if Christians can see that non-believers can actually be nice, we can have open discussions, that we could get along with each other and make the world a better place, then that would prove that not all of us are bad and we are not what the Bible claims us to be. However, as many of you know, it only took a couple of years for non-believers to start blowing up on YouTube and they um, showed very clearly that they enjoyed rebellion, they enjoyed mockery, blasphemy, attacks, they like to make imagery, making fun of religion. Every chance and opportunity they got, they insulted and tried to wreck Christians. Um, they enjoy humiliation, bullying, attacking in every type of form. And whenever you're in a discussion with the, them, most of them think that they're so superior and that their way of thinking is so much better, they are more than willing to cut you off, call you names, shut you down, boot you out of rooms, and it just never ends. Um, atheists have shown that they have extremely bad uh, social disorders. They're very inappropriate, very awkward, and they go out of their way and make full effort to try to hurt people. There's only a small patch of atheists out there that still have the same philosophy that I used to whenever I was a non-believer, people who actually want to help people, people who want to see the world better, people who do have Christian family members and friends, and some of them even married to Christians and love them and respect them. But a majority of atheism is not going in that direction, and atheists will never be normalized. But on the other hand, religion will never die either, because as long as atheists act this way towards people of faith, it will continue to prove over and over to Christians that atheists are exactly as God attributed them to be.
their behaviors are exactly the same as the non-believers that were in the Bible who were attacking, mocking, and um, doing the things they did. So I just wanted to point that out for folks. I do have atheist friends, and I have a great deal of respect for them, and they're good to me. They're kind to me, but they're never going to get what they hope for, what they wish, because unfortunately they are not the ones in power. They're not the mouthpiece of atheism. So I hope the best for them. Maybe they need to try a different group or something or get with people who put some thought into what they're doing. That way it doesn't damage them as a person as well. That's my only advice for atheist friends out there. Okay, some of the other uh, things. Kent Hoven will be coming to the show on the 12th. Uh, that would be, I believe, Thursday. I talked to his new wife, uh, Sandra. She's a very sweet and nice person and informed her, her as well as Kent that there's going to be a show and it's going to be between Kent and Amy Newman. And just like before, non-believers will be allowed as well as Christians to come in. They can ask Kent questions. Kent can ask them questions. And there can be a discussion like we had before. It seems like that went over really well. We did have an incident where we brought a, an atheist who claimed to be a scientist to debate or have an open discussion with Kent. And the guy was very rude. Um, I could see in his background that he had drank alcohol before entering or getting into a discussion, which was a really bad idea for anybody to do. And he was rude. He interrupted and he was nasty quite a bit. After he sobered up, he did come to the show later on and uh, ended up being more respectful and considerate of other people's feelings. He's still a bit snarky and snide, but uh, things got themselves worked out a little bit. But I don't think Kent will be interested in talking to him again because of the way he behaved. And that was Mr. John Richards. Who, by the way, in case nobody knows this, John Richard apparently is so mad at my moderating ability that he wants to have a rematch. He wants me to go over to his, what he calls the show, and uh, discuss God with me. I suspect that if I were to do that, it would be 95% him doing all the talking, and then when I try to answer, I'll be cut off just as Kent Hoven was. So if I do choose to do that, it'll be because at the time I'm feeling uh, very uh, sadist-like. Or what is it, a masochist or a sadist? Ah, who knows? Who cares? All right, so Kent, uh, for those out there that do not know, he has filled out a bunch of statements and affidavits. He's got lots and lots of witnesses who are going against Cindy Lincoln. I warned Cindy Lincoln a long time ago. I said, if you're going to make these accusations in public and you're going to claim that Kent is all this way, then when the time comes and Kent feels like defending himself, I'm going to leave my show as well as my YouTube channel open to him telling his side because she spent hours and days on my channel um, attacking Kent Hovind's character and who he is as a person. And now Kent has decided that he's going to do this. I see that a couple atheists out there are saying, oh, this is a terrible strategy of Kent. Actually, it's not. 
The fact that he's getting tons and tons of witnesses together who will stand up for him in a court of law and go against her accusations, um, that's actually pretty smart. That's really intelligent. And even Cindy agrees that um, she's gotten herself into a position where she may have bit off more than she chews. Does that mean that she's going to stop? Probably not. But one thing that needs to be reminded to Cindy Lincoln is just because you have a bunch of atheists who hate Kent Hoven who are rooting and tooting for you to do all this, I want you to remind yourself that not a damn one of them are going to show up on your court date. They're not going to show up and stand up for you. They're big mouths on the internet. They're cowards on the internet who talk real tough and toot their own horn. But in reality... It's going to be you versus Kent and all of the people he brings forward. As far as Cindy Lincoln and her witnesses, she hasn't, uh, she told me that she was going to bring people on, that she knew all these people that were there and could stand up for her. But then every time I scheduled something or I said, let's do this, uh, apparently, conveniently, these witnesses either vanished or disappeared or told Cindy that they're. They're not wanting to be a part of it. So Cindy is finding herself in a really dark, tight position where she literally has nobody that she personally knows offside social media who actually knows Kent or anything about Kent or even really herself. So you can see how that uh, can become bad when you've got one guy who's got 50 witnesses and then a woman who doesn't have one single person with the courage or stanima to be able to stand up and do what she calls the right thing. It's going to go bad for Cindy Lincoln, and I told her that. I told her this should probably stop. She should probably focus on God and, and a ministry of her own, but she... Um, I hate to use the word, but it seems as though at this point it's an obsession, an irrational obsession. All right, let's see what else we got. I've written down some uh, topics that I want to talk about. Oh, TTOR, he has hosted twice God TV Radio, and I think he's doing great. I like the fact that he's taken the initiative to create his own graphics. I helped him with an intro, and it looked and sounded real good for him. I like the fact that he spends a segment doing a Bible study and then allows people to come in and discuss the topics, open views. Um, the only suggestion I would give TTOR is to not give so much rope to some of the people that he allows in. And also, uh, keep in mind that we do have trolls that like to porn bomb us. So make sure that you cover up the screen whenever you bring these folks in. But besides that, you've done an excellent job. I'm proud of you, TTOR. Oh, all right. So as many of you know, Recently, I've had quite a few transgenders who've come in my room. There was a moment where Raging Atheist got irritated with me because he felt like I was allowing uh, some people who had views against transsexuals into my room or transgenders. Um, and he got mad at me as well as all the people that were in the room. But he seen me on another day where I was, uh, I got rid of someone who was being very insulting to a transgender. And I noticed in the comments as well as messages I've received, there's some people who are like, 
Brett, do you feel like transgenderism is wrong? Do you feel like, uh, should we support, should we go along with their demands and all this of pronouns and all this? Because there's some religious people, whenever they, um, deal with transgenders, they see transgenders as just another form of homosexuality. And although the uh, United States of America has allowed the rights and the ability for homosexuals to experience marriage and have a life just like anybody else, for some reason, non-believers are still battering Christians over this issue. And also we notice in social media as well as the public, uh, there seems to be this thing where a lot of transgenders think it's okay to attack religion, attack God, say really disgusting things about Christians. But if a Christian were even to politely question their lifestyle, they act as though it's the end of the world, like the apocalypse is happening, just simply for trying to have a discussion about it. Which is odd, because it's kind of like the way the atheists are in the beginning of this conversation that we had. Atheists want to normalize themselves, yet they want to attack everybody, but expect and feel that everyone should be obligated to treat them with respect and nicely, but they treat everybody like shit. It's to the point now where a teacher can't even go into a classroom and teach science anymore without the transgenders coming into the classroom and telling the teacher what they ought to think and what they ought to teach, and that if they disagree with whatever view or feelings that they have, even if the facts go against them, they'll yell and scream and make a huge public scene in front of everybody. That's not going to help. And that's one of the reasons why it's taking so long for people to get around to um, appreciating the thoughts and feelings of what transgenders think. I personally, if anyone actually wants to know or they care, um, I feel like we should show compassion and mercy to those who are transgenders. And the reason why I say this, and I'm not being insulting, I'm convinced of this, and I've heard no argument that can persuade me at this point, even though I'm willing to listen. I see um, the transgender issue in this um, condition that many of them claim to have where they hate their own physical appearance and hate themselves. And they also, along with atheists, have the highest suicide rate and depression issues. I see it as a form of chemical imbalance or mental illness. But I'm very compassionate and merciful. I think that the strong should help out the weak. I think that those who are sick or that have mentally uh, unstable issues, that we should love them just as we would love someone that we define as normal. I think that we should help out those that struggle in life, not mock them and beat them up or kill them or barbed wire handcuffed them to fences like what happened to young Matt Shepard many years ago. I think that we should try to get along with each other. That's always been my thing. But I don't see the... Um, I keep hearing transgenders say, well, the science says, and the science says, the science don't say shit about it. It says that you've got different things going on in your brain. Great. That's wonderful. What does that mean to me? I have different things going on in my brain. Kent Hovind has different things going on in his mind. I think that for me, um, coming from the generation that I did, 
it's always been there's a man and a woman and there's there is nothing else there's only what you feel or what you claim that you feel about yourself i understand however that there are people who are born with physical anomalies like uh there are females there are people who are born with breast and a penis and a vagina and all that but most of us would agree that that's a physical anomaly you know that's something unusual that happens and usually because the parents of that child were doing drugs or doing bad things to their body or they were exposed to some kind of uh, bad element in the environment why the the child's blueprint ended up being like that and i think the same can be said not only about physicality but also the brain i believe that the brain can be affected I mean, it clearly says on a box of cigarettes, as well as uh, any drugs out there, that it can affect a fetus. It can affect a child. So, and we know that um, in the 70s and 60s, and even in the late 50s, that we were going through a sexual revolution. Everybody was popping drugs and getting high and doing psychedelics. And doing things that absolutely affect your brain and your mind. And that is the reason why I think this new generation is so beta and so weak sauce and having all these problems. It's not just a transgender issue. It's also the fact that there's no real education going on anymore. A lot of propaganda and misinformation uh, in schools as well as in the social media realm. Why it is that we have so many aggressive teenagers and young adults out there who cannot seem to learn how to socialize and communicate in a community. Let's see what else we got. Uh, but whatever your problem is, whoever you are out there, I believe that love and compassion is the way. All right, so my thoughts are on Elon Musk, Elon Musk, Twitter. I would like to believe that he's going to respect freedom of speech and that it'll be a million times better than what Twitter has been ran by liberals who are very uh, weak uh, minded, who feel power and narcissism, able to kick anyone that thinks differently themselves. Elon Musk has repeatedly stated that he's about free speech and he's about letting people be able to express himself. So he says all the right words I like, but is he going to do that? I don't know. But I do believe for sure it's going to be a billion times better than what it was. When Donald Trump was in office and I was supporting him, and I still have no issue with Donald Trump, even though I can tell little liberals and uh, people who consider themselves on a different side than myself, um, attacked me nonstop. They treated me like I was a disease or a plague because I liked what Donald Trump was talking about. And I clearly kept up with what he was doing positive and accepted the achievements and accomplishments that he did. I felt that he was a good president. I felt that he got put in a very, um, it was towards the end where things got really nasty because we had a plague basically released on society. We had this COVID crap happen, and because of it, uh, he didn't know what to do about it. A lot of people were trying to figure it out. Everybody was juggling, trying to figure out an answer for it. And unfortunately, I think it cost him. But I'm also absolutely convinced that 
had he taken more effort on censorship and social media, which is where a lot of his support was coming from, he would have done better in that. But the last thing, and nobody likes to hear this, the liberals hate to hear this, but it's pretty damn obvious that the American government rigged the election. I don't care what stupid crap people say. There's no way anybody in their right mind would have voted for Biden and Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris is incapable of being able to construct sentences without destroying them. She does not know what she's talking about. She's totally out of her element when trying to deal with people. Unlike Donald Trump, who could do a rally any day of the week, and thousands would show up and they loved what he had to say and agreed with his views. Biden can barely coherently, he's kind of like um, Nancy Pelosi, they just kind of babble on and they're just there, but nobody respects them and nobody even understands what they're talking about anymore. It's like a weekend at Bernie's. She looks like the host from Tales from the Crypt and him. He's just some ball-headed little old man that his wife probably helped him put a suit on that day, somehow managing to be put in a position of such power. It's terrible. The crime rate's going up, violence, death. Everything is just going through the roof. The economy is going through hell. Gas prices are through the roof. And of course, nothing is being done to actually help out the environment. It's all crap. And of course, the Democrats have not kept any of the promises or claims that they said they would do if given power, which was the reason why I even supported Trump in the first place. He was a man who showed throughout his entire life that whenever he said he was going to do something, he got around to doing it. You could expect that he would do something if he said he was going to do it. Was he a saint? Was he perfect? No. But he was better than these bullshit, watered-down politicians we've dealt with. Let's see, I think I got one more thing here. As far as my political views go nowadays, folks, I have to say that I don't trust conservatives any more than I trust liberals. When someone asks me, are you, are, are you right? Are you left? I would say during the uh, Trump, I had a lot of conservative views and all that. But the more I listened to um, Republicans and seen their spinelessness and cowardness, I realized that they were no more useful than the people on the other side. I see a left wing and a right wing, but it's the same bird, and it's the same bird that's shitting all over our country. So I've got no respect for it anymore. Even back then when I was watching these people run around like uh, chickens with their head cut off, babbling all kinds of crap and getting on the media and seeing their own face on the news and behind a microphone talking nonstop, I just got to a point where I supported Trump, but all these other assholes I could care less about. That's where I stood. If he manages to become president again, I don't know if I want to take the same risk that I did before. I lost many, many Twitter accounts. I lost many um, YouTube accounts. Um, it seemed like anybody that supported Trump were silenced they were destroyed on the internet. They were made fun of, they were mocked, and then they would lose everything. And liberals profited off of their hate as where conservatives were shut down. Very few conservatives managed to survive the onslaught of Google, Twitter, and all that. 
that's why I say Elon Musk owning Twitter has to be a billion times better than what it was. I can't think of anything worse than what Twitter has already done. I'm also really happy because if Twitter does get good, a lot of companies that profited off of censorship and made uh, fraudulent claims and false advertisement like Gab and some of these other websites like BitChute, who said that they were all about free speech but ended up lying, if Twitter cleans up their act and it becomes an actual social media site where people can share ideas, then Gab, we're not going to have use for it. And Gab is crap anyway. They never fixed their website. BitChute, they never fixed or updated their website. Me and my friend TTOR used to argue about this. I said, TTOR, these people just want donations. They claim they're going to do all this great shit. But I guarantee they're just going to keep sucking in money and they're never going to fix any of the problems. Gab still to this day does not have a working app or extension. And they claim the reason why they don't have it is because Google won't let them put it up. But they could have made their own extension that worked in our browser. They didn't need to have it on Google where they could sell it. They could have used it on their site that was allegedly free anyway. People were paying thousands of dollars for it. BitChute wanted to create their own alternative video sharing site, but they couldn't even be bothered to give you anything um, resolution-wise beyond 360. Nowadays, it is commonly used uh, 12 by 80, 720, 1080, 1980 um, height and width on your videos. These idiots had worse tools than YouTube when it first started out, and they never did anything about it. It took them years before they got around to even making a somewhat comprehensible comments board. And even that's still shit. So that's where I stand, ladies and gentlemen, on all that. I most likely will... My YouTube channel is most likely at this point going to be dedicated to simply doing shows. You will rarely see me make a video like this anymore on YouTube. If you do want to see videos and you want to hear me talk about extensively about my views about different things or what's going on in the news or how I feel about God, then you can listen to my radio or you can go over to Odyssey or check out the links to my various social media sites out there. I just don't enjoy uploading videos with the chance of being knocked down on YouTube. So that's the way it is. If one of these days I end up getting monetized and I make money putting forth the effort on this, then I may start doing stuff like that. But right now, I'm just going to stick with shows. And when I'm doing shows, I do notice that people don't just come in because they want to talk to me, but they want to be a part of a conversation that might have either been started by me or someone else in the room. I rarely get people that come in and they're like, hey, Brett, you know, what is your, uh, my, the questions are usually about my religious beliefs or whatever. It's never really um, having to do with any kind of personal stuff or anything outside of like a theology and all this. So if you want to hear other stuff, then you'll have to go to Odyssey or alternative social media sites or listen to my radio. Well, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed this. This will probably be the last video where I talk about my actual views outside of the show uh, on YouTube. All right, God bless.